We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky, catch, fire, three, and that is good! For the lead, Gilgis Alexander, got it! The Thunder lead by one! What is up, Thunder fans? And welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. Uh, We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. Um, I was your host for tonight, Taylor, as you guys will listen to here soon. Uh, We went live on Locker Room after the game, as we have been doing. Had a ton of fun. If you guys are not already, please, we encourage you. And whenever you guys are free after the Thunder Games, if you just want to chat Thunder Hoops, download that Locker Room app because we will invite you guys up on stage. um, And and you can chat with us. You can be on this post-game podcast podcast or no maybe not this one specifically obviously <laughs> but you guys can be on our post games moving forward uh, we're having a lot of fun with it highly encourage you guys to download it um so the thunder end up beating the raptors in a battle of the tanks 113 to 103 um as you guys will will hear we'll break it down for you all but it wasn't so much that the the raptors are tanking um it was just really a beat down by the thunder their system versus the raptors and um, really was a fun game to cover overall although maybe long term might not be the best thing for the thunder um but we break all that down and more. I greatly appreciate my co-host Jacob jumping in, jumping in with me. Um, I actually was recording there for about 10, 15 minutes on the locker room before he did and realized that I was uh, my audio was still going through my phone on the locker room app and not actually through my podcasting equipment. <laughs> so greatly appreciate him 
jumping on because um, what you guys are about to hear will start at about the point that Jacob jumps in. And then from there, we break down a lot of topics. I break down some topics by myself once he jumps off. And then we had a lot of great interaction in the Locker Room app, as I mentioned earlier. So thank you to all of you who tuned in um, during my my Locker Room postgame. Thank you to all of you listening now. Uh, Be sure and download the Locker Room app and uh, continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms. You know, I'll continue to post um, highlights on YouTube. Justin has been doing an awesome job on our images on Instagram. Be sure to follow uh, the underscore uncontested on Instagram. Uh, The same at on Twitter. You know, all of us have you all covered for all the different post games. Uh, Continuing to provide content. Uh, We appreciate all of you guys tuning in. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Jacob with multiple listeners and just my own post game breakdown of the Thunders 113 to 103 win against the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it, it's embarrassing. Like, you watch the type of offense they run. The Thunder had two of their top 10 guys playing tonight and still beat the Toronto Raptors, who were only missing Kyle Lowry. <laughs> you know, like I, mentioned that, I mentioned that earlier in the recording. So my audio, I just realized I was still going through my phone, so my audio probably sounded terrible. Um, it sounds much better now. So I might just go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> When we're uh, ripping the stream, just use this uh, from this point forward. You're exactly right, Jacob. Like I, I mentioned this earlier, but the, the Thunder ended up beating the Raptors by 10 points. Um, I mentioned, you know, you have Baisley out, Poku out, Dort out, Horford out, Mascala out, Shea out, Ty Jerome out with a sore ankle. Um, Jacob, I mentioned this a little earlier with, with, in the locker room chat, but, you know, a, a guy like Ty Jerome, I think if he took – I was thinking about this earlier, especially when I saw that he was, like, questionable or whatever before the game. If you take uh, last year's team, for example, and Dennis Shooter's never a part of it, never a part of the Thunder, and you, you put this year's Ty Jerome in as the backup guard um, in Dennis Shooter's spot, I think he probably plays in a game like tonight. But in a season like this, there's no reason really to risk that. And uh, he sits. So you're, the Thunder have nine active players, and they still come out and just, you know, guys step up, make the right plays, and especially in the second half, and just have a huge game. Yeah, no, I mean, credit to the Thunder guys because they played well. But to me, this game was a lot more about how awful the the Raptors are compared to how good the Thunder is. That um, is very let, fair. Let's, yeah, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, the Thunder played nobody tonight. They played a lot of guys who are undrafted, two-way type players um, who wouldn't be starting on really any other team in the league. They started all those guys tonight. And still beat the hell out of the Toronto Raptors. It just, I mean, Taylor, you, you tweeted it out tonight. I had mentioned it. The Raptors are 1-6 in their last seven with losses to the Cavs, the Pistons, the Thunder, and the Rockets. Like, it doesn't get much more bottom of the barrel than that. <laughs> Absolutely. And to your point, Jacob, um, the Raptors shot 52.4% from the field in the first half. I mean, they were really hitting everything. Um, that I mentioned this as well. The Thunder bench came in there, right, um, towards the, the end of the first half and really gave this Thunder team a spark, which is kind of, like, weird to say because the Thunder bench actually is who really started the game tonight. But, like, guys even deeper on the bench came in uh, for the Thunder, which has been a theme this entire season and really gave this this uh, this team a spark. But, anyways, back to your point, 52.4% from the Raptors in the first half, 38.9% <laughs> from the field at the end of the game, just absolutely cratered. They were not hitting those shots that they were early on in the game. Yeah, it was – 
I mean, the, the second half, the Raptors, uh, I mean, just their shot selection was was so poor, you know. Uh, everything that they did was just – I can't imagine being a Raptors fan, right? Because the Raptors are clearly not trying to tank, but they are just bad. And yeah. I can't imagine, <laughs> like, you know, trying to deal with that. That I mean, it's – Now, we say all this, and they're – they're going to somehow end up with a top five pick and they're going to have this young core with like a, uh, you know, a Kaminga or somebody with them and we're all going to be jealous, but I think you're exactly right there. Yeah. Now, Jacob, it's, it's just wild. Before I realized that my audio, before you jumped on and saved me and I realized that my audio was coming through my phone <laughs> and not my uh, podcasting equipment, I was about to jump into some, some things that stood out to me tonight from these Thunder players who don't, even some guys who don't typically get minutes um, or maybe don't get as many minutes as they did um, on a, a, in a typical game and everybody's healthy. Some things that stood out to me, um, not only from tonight's game, but I think that some of these players can apply moving forward uh, that can really contribute for this Thunder team, even moving forward, whether it be the short term or the long term. And honestly, I don't even know where to to start. I'm just looking at these stats, and it's just insane. Just incredibly well-balanced amongst almost everybody. Um, But I think the the biggest guy of the night and the fun title that I added in here, we actually got quite a few people at the very beginning tune in because they thought I was serious. It was really funny when I had to tell them I was being sarcastic. Um, But Speed Mihailuk, I mean, the next Clay Thompson, right? Man, he looks impressive. Like, legitimately looks impressive. Uh, I am curious what the Thinner are going to do with him this offseason whenever he is up for a contract extension. Uh, What do the Thunder do? What do they they offer him? Do they keep him around? It's going to be really fascinating. Absolutely. So, uh, and, and Jacob, I, I feel bad. Um, you just came on to sp- to speak with me, and I, I'm, I don't try to don't mean to keep you the whole entire podcast. So if you need to jump off, feel free. Uh, but if you want to chat, you're welcome as long as you want, obviously. <laughs> um, but speed just super impressive. Twenty two points tonight, nine rebounds, nine of fourteen from the floor, four of eight from three, um, and thirty five minutes. Which Looking at the box score here is the most of any Thunder player. Obviously, he gets to start tonight in the absence of a lot of, uh, of the typical Thunder starters being out, as well as some of the Thunder bench players, like we mentioned earlier. But, I mean, he's just doing some incredible things that none of us, not not even uh, some of the, the Detroit people that we re- reached out to about Spee um, after the Hamadou Diallo trade, even really saw it in him. Um, he was really kind of, I don't want to say stuck in a role, but maybe that is an appropriate term. They're kind of stuck in a role there with Detroit. And I think he he got to a team like the Thunder where he was told, just cut it loose. You know, you have nothing to lose here. Um, just play your game and, and let's see what you can do. And I think that, you know, kind of to the, the perfect example of that, uh, the epitome of that, or as uh, Jacob would say, the epitome. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> Coming from me who mispronounced uh, Poku's name earlier. It was pretty funny. I pulled a shack. But anyways, <laughs> you had uh, Mahai Luke there at the top of the key. Moses Brown is shooting a free throw. Uh, Speed crashes the boards uh, after Moses misses the free throw is able to kind of like 21 bounce. If you guys ever played that as children or kids or whatever, um, the, the basketball touch, you know, hits the rim um, is falling, but doesn't hit the floor. You catch it in midair. That's exactly what speed did. He, he put it back. He actually gets fouled. He gets the end one. It's just like plays like that, that you don't think speed can do. And he just, it almost happens out of nowhere. It's a, Pretty incredible. And not to mention his sharp shooting tonight as well. He had one that Michael Cage said, you know, 
from Mustang, Oklahoma, uh, because it was like almost Dame Dame Lillard range. Yeah, um, no, insane stuff, uh, and and he's been impressive, you know. And uh, I think the the one stat that really jumped out to me, Taylor, tonight was just the rebounding numbers. Mm, you know, so the, the Thunder career absolutely bludgeoned season high. Yes, season high for the Thunder, and uh, I mean, just be. I mean, there was times in that fourth quarter where I was actively watching Aaron Baines standing still, watching Thunder players snag offensive rebounds and like not making yep. any sort of attempt or anything, which A- is uh, absolutely just kind of crazy, you know. Lack of effort there, um, and, and like you know, I mentioned this, and I think uh, this kind of encapsulates that is the the Thunder quote unquote bench, but really, you know, this this whole team that played tonight was really the Thunder bench, um, but that Thunder bench tonight coming off and, and you know uh, going on that run there to to end the first half and keep it within single digits, I think was was pretty huge, and, and this rebound number, excuse me, really speaks to that. 73 rebounds total for the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Raptors, 39. And 19 of those were offensive rebounds. Um, I had points in the and the paint stat stats earlier, um, and, and I've lost them. But just, yeah, no, absolutely wild. I, mean, I think you look at the guys who played tonight, um, every single player who played tonight of the nine players recorded at least one rebound. The lowest was Darius Miller with two. I think that just shows the effort of this team, Jacob. Like you mentioned in our Slack earlier, um, obviously the culture, um, you know, the the system that they have in place on both ends of the floor and how you can just kind of plug and play almost anyone and they're going to be able to succeed um, if they, you know, if they buy in to that. But also just the effort of these guys. <laughs> I mean, I guess that goes back to the culture, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the what the Thunder are running and the, the style – of basketball they're playing um very spursian i like that a lot and i i actually talked about that you know them uh, and i can't remember if this was uh, before i switched over to my good audio or uh, uh or after but i think when they came out of that second half one thing that was definitely emphasized in the locker room from coach dignall was you know making the right pass making crisper passes um you know we, we saw a lot more um you know, penetrating and then kicking out to the open shooter, um, even just like uh, more passes amongst the big men. You know, Isaiah Roby, somebody who we haven't talked about yet, but him and Moses Brown, even some uh, Tony Bradley, you know, I thought they had some really good passes down low. And then Teo, um, another guy that we can kind of dive into, you know, he didn't have a great scoring night per se, but some of the passes and plays that he was making to create for others is just really key. You know, I think he had a very um, – a, a very underrated night tonight um, that you wouldn't see from this, from the box score, but what he was able to do for his teammates uh, just continues to really impress me. You know, he doesn't put his head down after missing shots. He was three of 16 from the field, which is honestly pretty awful two of eight from three, but I still thought he had a great game just because he was able to impact it in so many different ways. And I think that's what's so special about a player like Teo and, um, and something that coach Dagnall's really mentioned, right. It's like when uh, they almost wish that he would be a little more aggressive because he is such a quote unquote safe player. And I think we kind of saw some of that from him tonight, even though he is missing his shots, he was still able to impact the game at a high level outside of shooting. Yeah, no, um, no, I, I, I totally agree. And, uh, it's 
I don't know. I'm just I'm still in shock that they won that game. You know, I'm, I'm still I did the same to, thing. At the, yeah. I was just kind of rambling at the beginning of this because I really just didn't even know the direction I wanted to go be, for that exact reason. Um, but yeah. but somebody else I, I want to mention, or I guess two more. Every single player on this roster I want to mention. Tonight. Um, <laughs> well, hey Taylor, I will let you burn through the rest of those. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> that sounds good. Thank you for jumping on, Jacob, and uh, letting and you know yeah. give me a reminder that my audio was not correct. <laughs> Hey, I got you. <laughs> thank you. So, guys, uh, thank you again to Jacob for jumping on. Um, I want to get you guys on here quickly um, to to have you guys jump on it and talk with me as well. Um, just really quickly, the last kind of couple guys I want to burn through. Isaiah Roby, um, he had a pretty poor first half overall. Um, four points, three rebounds at halftime. He ends up with 17 points, 10 rebounds, 7, 12 from the floor. Um, we saw, like, I think another four Isaiah Roby dunks. Uh, and, and, again, I mentioned some of the passes that he had down low. He just continues to really surprise me. And he went from a guy who I wasn't really sure about. I mean, obviously, in the uh, in the preseason, a lot of us were saying, eh, maybe you cut Isaiah Roby or just, you know, see what you have there. But he probably doesn't stick around. Then he kind of starts to play a little better throughout the beginning of the season. And you think, okay, you know, maybe he's a guy you keep around for the season. But maybe not so much, you know, he's, he's probably not a, a thunder player two, three years from now during the championship run. But now, <laughs> I mean, he, he continues to impress me. Um, I love what I, what I've been seeing. I know there's a lot of people clamoring for him to play more small ball five again, and maybe that's his natural position. I completely disagree. I am 100% um, an Isaiah, Isaiah Roby power forward fan. I think that's when he's playing his best. I mean, you could, <laughs> this sounds crazy. You could even play him some at the three. Um, really kind of interchangeable at the forward positions. And so it, all that being said, I think Isaiah Roby is absolutely a guy who can stick around and he's continues to impress me, um, especially when I continue to, you know, think, okay, this is probably the, the best we've seen from Roby. He comes out and surprises me even more. And so Roby was another guy, especially that second half that I want to mention. Moses Brown again with 20 and 12. And honestly, it wasn't even like one of his better games that I've seen from him over the past couple of weeks, but he just, such an active uh, center. Uh, he, he's able to use his size to his advantage, which is very, I don't want to say very rare, but it certainly is rare for somebody his size and his build. You know, he's not like a big, uh, like a thick seven footer, right? Um, a lot of the times, you know, I, I keep thinking about like to be um, guys like that who are kind of almost clumsy. I still have to grow into their body. And sometimes some of those players never do uh, end up growing into their body. But not Moses Brown. I mean, he he's super active. I love his his the way he uses his hands. Um, he goes up for for rebounds, whether he's going for for loose balls if he has other bigs. Um, you know, for example, tonight there's a couple times where some other bigs um, actually deflected the ball, and he you know, and he was able to go and, and fight for it, but was able to strip it from him because he was he's so active and strong, and was able to go back up and draw a foul. Just plays like that that really stick out to me. Obviously, he's going to struggle like we saw against the Celtics with other bigs that can shoot. Um, when they're extending him out to the three-point line and he's having to guard more versatile players, that's going to hurt him some. But when he's under the basket, um, it's really impressive, especially for his age. And I, I just can't wait to continue to watch him to develop. Now, is he the long-term answer for the Thunder at, at center? I, I don't really think so, but it all depends on how Pressy builds his team, right? And I know there's a lot that goes into that. But if you draft the right players around uh, around Shea, I mean, I think Moses Brown could be a competent enough big man, almost like a Stephen Adams type, right? Where if you have the right players around him, like you can start him at center and, and you know, four or five seasons from now, potentially win a championship. But anyways, 
Now I'm just rambling and dreaming. Um, those were some of the big things that stood out to me. Obviously, Kenrich Williams continues to do some some great things. He just makes the right plays, and he's very fun to watch. Um, I love the reports that came out at the day at the deadline, the trade deadline, uh, that the Thunder are view, view him kind of more as a long term piece because I think he is that perfect um, that perfect player you want alongside stars who are going to make the right plays and really kind of help you. You know, kind of Nick Carlson type plays, right? Um, he kind of fits that mold, and, and I, I continue to love watching him. Um, Justin Jackson had a pretty good game after we haven't really seen much of him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Post deadline, um, he shot the ball 14 times, just absolutely unloading the clip, <laughs> which is uh, pretty funny, but it was good to see him. Uh, see some shots go down. It's going to be really interesting to see what the Thunder end up doing with him um, heading into next season. I'm not entirely sure that they are sold on him. And then um, Darius Miller <laughs> comes off the bench with 11 points as well. So, guys, I think that's kind of the, the main things I wanted to cover. Jacob really helped me there with the, the rebounds. I think that was a big step for the Thunder. The Thunder turned the ball over a lot, but, you know, that's something that young teams, young experienced teams are going to do. So, I think I'm ready to invite you guys on stage and uh, let's just chat it up. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. But before we do that, I want to talk to you all about how you can host your own podcast with our own distributor, Blue Wire Pods. And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle is created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Blue Wire Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, question and answers with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed up to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site we're charging just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to me or us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. 
acceptance into the program is limited. And we can confirm that. We are very close uh, with the program director, Ty Windish. You guys probably heard him on our podcast in the past. So be sure to get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in our episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Do I have any speaker requests? If not, I'm going to start going through the chat or just start randomly inviting you guys up here. Anybody, anybody, send me some speaker requests. I'm seeing uh, a lot of speedy gifts in the chat. That's good. Um, so Eli uh, Bashi says, Spee is very streaky. Try not to get sucked in. So he, <laughs> a lot of people are taking my title on locker room um, to be factual, which is fair. Um, but anyways, oh, I guess I misspelled uh, Spee's last name. That's good. Um, we have Danny Tapia who says, I'm a Lakers fan and not going to lie. I thought this was going to happen. Um, he's talking about Spee and the game that he had um, overall tonight. Um, you know, he, I guess, saying that he kind of thought that eventually once he got in the right situation that this would happen. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, while I'm waiting on speaker requests, you guys seriously come on if you want to. There's plenty of you in the room. <laughs> but uh, some friends of ours, Blue Wire podcast, family members, um, the Timeline podcast, they've been on, on our podcast quite a bit. We've been on theirs, especially after the Chris Paul trade. They actually do some um, post game or not, sorry, some analysis videos, uh, some breakdowns on YouTube. And they did one over Cameron Payne. And one of the things that they mentioned was guys being in the right situation um, and, and, and really kind of, you know, be in the right system. And a guy like Cameron Payne is a perfect example, right? Like, you know, lottery picks who don't really turn out um, getting into the right system and finally getting an opportunity to kind of um, find the right role for them really and shine. And that's kind of what Cameron Payne has done in his role, as crazy as that sounds, uh, for Phoenix. So I encourage you guys to go and listen to that. Chat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, somebody just said chat. Oh, Clay. Okay. We got one. Clay, how's it going, man? What's going on, Taylor? I'll come <laughs> Thanks for coming on for a bit, dude. Everybody's like uh, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? I said, you seemed like you're struggling. I'll come up and chat you. Up <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. I was just I, uh, like kind of rambling there waiting for somebody to come on and speak. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta just ask you about, I think I saw a stat in the post game that the bench tonight for the Thunder had 33 points, 18 boards and nine assists. I mean, that's not even our normal Thunder bench that usually does perform. So I guess 
just kind of what are your thoughts on that and just kind of speaks to what Dagnalt's been doing with the with the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think you hit the, <laughs> hit the nail on the head there because like you mentioned, uh, and I kind of mentioned this when Jacob came on, but the Thunder bench essentially started tonight, right? I mean, you had um, Kendrick Williams, Moses Brown, Isaiah Roby, uh, Steve Mihailuk, and Teo starting, and you bring four other guys off the bench. Um, none of the Thunder starters – from the beginning of the season played tonight because they were all out as well as most of the reserves <laughs> that were kind of prioritized coming off the bench. So uh, the bench that came on the floor for the thunder tonight were kind of like the end of the bench guys uh, so far this season. And to your point, I think a lot of that has to do with the system that Dignall has put in place, the culture that the thunder has um, just the unselfishness of all the different players and the coaches themselves. And, um, you know, just the the desire to to play winning basketball, and and I think it's like Jacob said, it's very Spurs esque, you know, very uh Papa Popovich esque, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, but it's super impressive, and I just see. Here's the thing, you know, as fun as games like tonight are, because like on a game to game basis, I had a blast tonight watching these guys, right? But I think long term, and I just get very scared and worried. Because you don't want to be stuck in this mediocrity of, well, okay, the Thunder tried to tank, but they won too many games. You know, they didn't make the playoffs, but they got like a mediocre pick. And then, okay, so they decided to go ahead and use some of these picks to trade for guys to build around Shea. Well, they were almost good enough, you know, in 2025. um, And and they made it to the second round of the playoffs and lost again. And then they, you know, Shea got traded away, whatever, right? And that's what kind of worries me because I think to kind of bring this full circle – if you can get one of those top five picks this year, next year, into this system that Dagnall and the Thunder have in place, like imagine how good that player could be his first year, his second year, how much he could improve. And I think that's why we're clamoring for the Thunder to maybe lose games like they did, like they end up winning tonight. Because if you can get a player like that in the system early enough while Shea is still out at the right age, I mean, the, the, the sky is the limit. And uh, that's how you build a championship contender in a small market. So I just kind of went on a tangent there, but uh, thank no, you for the question, Clay. That was great. <laughs> and just, yeah, I guess uh, it could all, all this could be worth this year. Cause I mean, there's going to be a, supposed to be a big press conference with Mike and Cade tomorrow. So maybe it's all part of Sam's plan. And this, this isn't the year we're supposed there to be. There we go. I love it. Overall pick, so so what, what I'm here is, when, yeah, exactly. What I'm hearing is that Kay's going to announce to the world that the the only way he will accept a contract with an NBA team is if he's drafted to the Thunder. In a perfect world. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> so basically, Clay's, yeah, Clay, uh, Cade is declaring, I, you know, I wish you were declaring for the NBA draft tomorrow, Clay, but uh, Cade is declaring for the NBA draft tomorrow. It's pretty exciting. Cool stuff. Appreciate it, Taylor. Oh, Sam. Okay, Sam's coming on. Thanks again, Clay. Sam, how's it going, man? My Good, uh, how are you, man? Under Chiefs fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just wanted to say that <clears throat> I feel like one one thing that's common about all these players that cycle through the Thunder, whether it be Svi, Hami, even Campaign, I know he didn't succeed very I know he didn't really succeed that much with us. But, but I know what I you did. mean. I mean, there, I, yeah. I wrote an article, shout out to the guys at Thunder Digest, um, <laughs> during Cameron Payne's rookie year where I said that Cameron Payne was the spark plug that the Thunder needed. And then he kind of got hurt, bowed some injuries. So I get your point. Yeah, like I really liked 
I actually was excited for campaign. I was on the I was on the hype train, but I will say I'm kind of hyped about any player, new player who comes to the Thunder. But right. one thing they all say, they just they're constantly raving about the front office, how they take the little steps, they do everything right, and they truly care. And not that these other organizations don't don't care fully, but I don't know. It just it just seems like the Thunder are taking advantage of that side of things, knowing that they really need to because we're a small market. So they really do have to take advantage of the little things because we, we need an edge wherever we can get it because we don't, we don't get free agents like that. We're not Miami. Like, we're not a big right. market, so – and that's I kind just, of been a that's been a topic recently, right? When you, and which I think is completely overblown, uh, overblown. Not to dive into uh, a bunch of rabbit holes here, but you know, with uh, Drummond going to the Lakers and uh, Aldridge and Griffin going to the going to the the Nets, these guys are are very old. It's not like them going in their primes. But anyways, there's been a lot of talk about this, um, you know, especially with with um, with small markets like the disadvantages that they face. I think you're exactly spot on. Sam, when you mentioned the like doing the little things such as that, you know, welcoming these players in, working with players such as A, Al Horford, the latest example, um, B, Chris Paul, um, maybe the second most recent example, uh, Russell Westbrook, even Paul George, working with these players, um, treating them how they treat them while they are here, that goes a long way. So when a player is traded to the Thunder, like Al Horford, um, George Hill, you know, whoever it may be, these guys aren't just like devastated or anything or like, Oh man, I'm not going to play. You know, they don't have bad attitudes because they, they know the organization. They've heard the, the right things. And I think the perfect example of what you're saying, Sam, is something I heard in Spies post game today with, I guess, gosh, I already forgot the name of it. Um, it's not Fox sports anymore. It's something ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> he was interviewed and he mentioned something along the lines of, you know, um, you know, when I got traded to the Thunder, you know, I came into this team, you know, they were very much a family. And um, I don't know if he said I wanted to be a part of that or I just, you know, wanted to try it and, and fit into that, um, you know, play along into that. Um, and, and he he mentioned, you know, the the chemistry within this team. And I think that's awesome. You know, for example, I see George Hill so commenting on the guy's in, Instagram posts, um, like the, the, you know, the, the funny picture of, Shay holding on to Lou's arm when they're getting their COVID shots together that the Thunder posted, obviously with their permission. Um, and you, like all the guys still commenting on a homie's Instagram post, uh, his first post of, in a Detroit Pistons jersey. So there's a lot that I think that goes a very long way. And I think you're exactly right. It's just it's something you really have to do as a small market and, and something that a lot of organizations don't do in general, whether they're a big market or a small market that I think will pay dividends for the Thunder moving forward, especially when you have young guys like Shea coming through, right. Um, who potentially will want to stay with the Thunder long-term, you know, Russell Westbrook obviously wanted to stay with the Thunder long-term and did um, when he was going through the system, because he saw a lot of these things that we're talking about. Um, and and it, went, and it, it attracts, you know, once you get these young players, I mentioned, you know, getting a top five pick, quote unquote, but just getting elite talent, elite young talent around guys like uh, Shea. You start building a team like that. There's going to be guys from outside that do want to come and play for a small market. No, no, it's not going to be the the big free agent names, but you are going to get some pretty solid, you know, role players and free agency to say, hey, you know what? Kate Cunningham and Shea, they're really fun together. <laughs> I want to go play for them. And that's the pipe dream. That's just like the extreme example we keep using. But I think there's a lot to be said um, to what you just said, Sam, and I, I'm exactly with you. 
100%. No. And one thing I will say, I did see on social media, you were talking about how George Hill and others, you know, still interact with the the players on there. I did see a bunch of Thunder players. Uh, they were, I think, posting on their all their stories about Hami's Foundation. So they're all still supporting Hami's Foundation. And I do think it's really cool that you know, they're still they're still showing that they care and they're showing that these practices that they're doing, these caring practices, they're not just they don't just they don't just die off when a player leaves. Like we're, Yeah, they, they like it's develop kind of true like a lifetime thing, honestly. Friendship. Yeah, absolutely. Um one hundred percent. I mean you still like um oh the uh, the latest example that I just thought of, um that I was trying to think of earlier. Um I think it. I think it was the homie picture again. <laughs> you had Ferguson. You know, we talked about T. Ferg, and that's a completely separate topic. I might say for a group podcast. I genuinely hope that Ferg finds another opportunity. That's an aside. But um, Dre, you know, Andre R- R- Robertson, you know, comes in and um, and comments on homie's post as well. So, like you said, definitely some um, lifelong friendships being made here as well that are really just kind of cultivated, I guess, by the the culture. Definitely. And one thing I will say, because you brought up Andre Robertson, is that he, uh, he, you know, obviously he was injured the last time. I mean, we saw him in the bubble a little bit, but before that, he was kind of in a pretty bad place, honestly. And he was still out there giving giving his all with Ferg, helping him on defense. And I really did like the defense that Ferguson was playing. And Dre was a big part in that. He definitely showed that he was still invested, even though he was dealing with this terrible situation with his leg or whatever. I don't even remember what the injury was at this point. Yeah, when he well, it was his knee, which was just wild. Um, just kept having setbacks, and um, again, just feel terrible for Dre and also for Ferg, like you said, for for different situations. But I think just kind of tying that back to this Thunder team. I mean, I'm with you 100. Uh, percent I'm not trying to change the topic by any means, but I think you can just apply that, like you said earlier in your original question or, or um, topic that you brought up, Sam, is the Thunder culture, right? Like you see guys like uh, George Hill and Al Horford, and uh, all these guys who have reasons not really to be there or cheer on for this team. And, you know, they're fully engaged in supporting these young guys and, and showing these young guys the ropes. And I think that's, that's um, just, like you said, it, it really um, says a lot about this Thunder organization um, and, and, you know, just the, the quality players that they bring in in general, they, they absolutely do their homework, whether it's through the draft or even just bringing players in. Like, I don't think <laughs> like Myers Leonard, um, obviously that's a very extreme situation yeah. or ish, extreme example, but um, they weren't, they weren't going to bring in a player like that and have them on the bench. Um, they had every intention of waving that they, they aren't going to bring in those players just to do it for tanking sake. Right. Like Sam very much is, is so articulate and wants to do these things the right way. And that, that that's honestly why I think we're still having some success currently. And because we're not just bringing in whoever we're not just throwing in random guys even though it may se- it may seem like we are but there- there's still a strategy to this and Presti knows what he's doing so and like you said tying this back to the current team I definitely think this culture is really benefiting uh Isaiah Roby I really like what mm-hmm. I'm seeing from him not 
And like, yeah, he may not fill the stat sheet all the time, but he's always bringing the energy. He's turning into kind of a player like Kenrich where he's almost feeding off that energy and just the energy of everyone else. But he's just having fun out there. Roby looks like he's, you know, enjoying himself. And that's really good to see for a young player because you can feel kind of lost out there whenever well, you don't really And all these players, I mean, Darius Miller, like, hit a big shot from three, and he does, like, the Jordan shrug, you know, like, and you're exactly right about Roby. You know, I mentioned him earlier with Jacob. Um, I, I think he had, I can't even remember what I said now, but had, like, four points or three points at halftime, ends up with 17 in the second half and just looks incredible. And I, I genuinely think he's a long-term piece. Um, and I'm with you. I think it, that that's all the culture. Um, so, Sam, I appreciate you a lot, brother. I think I am about to wrap things up unless we have one more speaker. Um, I do want to get to my guy, Silver, <laughs> my guy or gal. You've never told us, Silver. You, you've got to let us know. But Silver um, on Twitter, Black Dolphin. Um, I got to get to your your messages here in the chat. You've been helping me out. I, I'm just not getting to them. Um, so who has more credit, the system or the coaching? That's kind of what Sam and I were talking about. Um, and and that's so tough, Silver. That's actually a really, really good question. Um, I'm going to go with the system just because like Sam and I talked about, you can trace it all the way back, um, you know, to the earlier days uh, within this organization. Um, and, and the culture kind of stems from what Presti built so long ago, the foundation that he's laid. And, you know, we're kind of seeing that, you know, um, maybe more so this season with a team like this and a coaching staff like Dignall uh, and, and the rest of his, his coaches that he has around him um, that Presti really assembled, you know, I, I think that all kind of goes back to the system that is in place that Presti uh, Clay Bennett, but mainly Presti really put together here. So that's going to be my answer to that. That's a really, really good question. Um, remember that we got a free agent when the Thunder were going for a championship. Yeah, you're, you're right. You know, you have Derek Fisher, um, Karan Butler. I know it, it seems funny to like think about in hindsight, but actually like at the time, those really were solid free agents that the Thunder were able to attract because they had um, high talent like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Um, at one point, James Harden, right, all together. And uh, that attracted a guy like Derek Fisher to come and play for the Thunder um, and try and win a championship. And so if you, like I mentioned earlier, I, I think I mentioned this when Sam was on there again, but if you have a player, uh, a high caliber star alongside a high caliber star in Shea, that's going to, and you're competing, you have the right guys around them. They're starting to mature. They're getting older, more experienced. You're, you're building a quote unquote championship contender. That's going to draw in some of those uh, free agents. Like you're talking about silver. All right, guys, that was really, really good stuff. Um, I appreciate you all a lot. You guys all stayed in the room that entire time, even like that first, like however many minutes, 10, 15 minutes, I'm probably going to cut out now um, before I realized that I was talking through my phone and not actually through my podcasting equipment. <laughs> so thank you guys all again. Thank you to all of you who are tuning in uh, via podcast format as the Thunder end up being the Raptors 113-103. Um, they will turn around and play again if I can find it here. Um, on Friday against the Suns um, at Phoenix, 9 p.m. on Friday. So we will, 9 p.m. Central time. So we will have you all covered. Be sure to tune in to our Twitter account. We'll be tweeting along uh, again during the game. And be sure to tune in on the Locker Room um, app 
because we will have you guys covered with another post-game podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for all your commentary, coming along and chatting with me. And until next time, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.